everybody. Welcome to Work at Life Season 2. Um, the theme of this season is the great opportunity. Um, in this podcast, we really strive to talk about the big issues and challenges that are going on in the market today, all of the good things, all of the things that we all can use a little bit of help with. And um, in true spirit of that, I have just one of my absolutely favorite humans in the world in the show today. Um, I feel so incredibly lucky to sharing this space with you, Brendan. And I, I think it's our first taped conversation. We've had so many catch-ups. You have shared so many words of wisdom with me throughout my life. And I'm like, wow. Ah, now that I have the opportunity to have you and share that with more people, I'm so incredibly excited to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Wow, that was an incredible intro. Now, <laughs> hopefully it's not a letdown from here. Thanks, yeah. also one of my favorite humans. <laughs> super happy to, to chat with you and even have it recorded, so. Yes, <laughs> so um, a quick intro on Brendan and then I'll, I'll let you tell people more about yourself, but Brendan and I really go way back today um, he is the co-founder and CEO of Pop Menu, which is just an incredible organization that helps restaurants um, build their brand, build their business, really connect people in a better way than I've ever seen before. And so we'll pick Brendan's brain a lot about his business, a lot about the company, and of course, the culture. Uh, but Brendan and I go way back. I think I was thinking the other day, Brendan, how long we've known each other, and it's been longer than a decade. And then I didn't want to count For anymore. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop about, there. Uh, <laughs> I know, that's it. You've known each other for a really <laughs> long time. Um, and you've just been somebody that has just always had the most phenomenal outlook on life. I feel like ever since I met you, you've had this really great energy. And I remember when I was asking you about advice, we met each other at Career Builder, and you had been there a little bit longer than me. And just the way that you knew the culture, how you treated your team, like everything. Um, it instantly drew me to you as a friend and always had me view you as just this really, really phenomenal leader. So when I saw you and Tony and the guys go and create a company, I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> this is going to be just absolutely outstanding. And so um, if you don't mind, I, I could probably use like the 20 to 30 minutes we'll have just telling great stories about you. Um, but I know that's not the whole purpose of the podcast today. So if you would just introduce yourself a little bit, tell everybody your background, um, and then we'll jump some more into Pop Menu and all the fun things about culture and what you do there. Sure. Awesome. Thank you. Again, super kind words. Yeah. So I've been, I started off um, as a kind of all hands or, or, or like all hats person in marketing uh, for a couple of small companies. When I came to Career Builder, I um, had various marketing roles and then I got more and more technical over time. And then I became uh, a product person there. And I've been doing product, you know, for the better part of 20 years on the internet. Um, most of that was with Career Builder. Um, I've also worked with recently a couple of SaaS startups. So one was called Commissions Inc., which is based in the Atlanta area, and um, that's SaaS for real estate. And then started Pop Menu um, almost five years ago now, which is crazy. It's already my second longest tenure, second <laughs> like longest time doing anything. Um, and the idea from uh, behind Pop Menu is just this started with a, a consumer kind of uh, insight. That's not an insight. It's obvious to everybody that when you go and look at restaurants online and try to decide, you know, where do we want to go for dinner or an anniversary or birthday or whatever, you tend to be comparing PDF based text menus. 
And, and for me, like the idea came seven years ago. And, and, and for me, that just seemed like so obviously begging for improvement. And, and even, even seven years ago, it's like, man, there's so many different ways that uh, restaurants could be enabled to put their best foot forward and really attract more guests. Um, and, and um, yeah, we started off with a consumer idea that basically replaced the text-based menu with a dynamic menu that has all of the criteria that we want to make a, a decision, whether it's e-commerce or, or otherwise now, um, photos, reviews, ratings, social validation, like things we're totally used to seeing everywhere else except with restaurants. Um, and so we, you know, the idea was to build that, put it in the restaurant uh, website under their control and, and happy days, you know, they'll just, they'll just attract all these customers and people will be so happy. And so it started off that way. And then being a product based organization, we just dug in, like we, we were lucky that when we showed the very basic first concept to restaurants, they wanted to buy it instantly. But, but then from there, like it was just like logical. We would, we, we had this feedback loop that was really fast and, and clear. And it was, oh, this is also unsatisfactory for them and this and this and this and this. And so it just turns out that, that restaurants have never really had a great unified tool for attracting and engaging and transacting with their customers. And, and, and what does this lead to? It leads them to, on one hand, spend a ton of money and invest a ton of time and have a bunch of complexity trying to piece together a great consumer experience digitally, you know, from website to email to social on and on and on. And, and, and that's really hard and, and difficult and unsatisfactory for consumers. And so then what happens is they end up paying all of this money to large, technically sophisticated third-party platforms. And so that dynamic is not great, especially for small businesses. And so we instantly kind of zeroed in on, let's really help these, these mom and pop, you know, especially individual locations. I mean, we have some hospitality groups, we have some, you know, a really big clients, but 85% of our customers are single location mom and pop. And so this is what we're doing, especially in the last, you know, two years now with COVID, it's been, it's gone from, hey, this would be kind of interesting to this is mission critical. And so yeah. we've been really fortunate. It was scary at the start of COVID for sure. And it's been challenging yeah. ever since that navigating it for us and, and for our clients, especially, you know, it's, it's not been easy, but it's been super, super rewarding to see, wow, we're, we're doing something that really has an impact on businesses we care about. I love restaurant owners, you know, they're yeah. a little bit different than corporate folks. And I love that about them. <laughs> I'm a little bit different than corporate folks. And so, yeah, that's been us. We just keep um, doing more and more for restaurants and, and, and luckily enough for us, like the market keeps you know, accepting the, the the new innovations we're building with a lot of enthusiasm. Yeah, well, and I love that. And I, you know, you said it's, it's been a really difficult two years and especially for restaurants, like, oh, mm -hmm. the, the market dynamics, I think COVID has been particularly not kind to, to that industry, but it was interesting. You and I were just catching up a couple of weeks ago and you were saying, oh, you know, we grew so much as a company and I even see you guys do an amazing yeah. job on, on social media, not only promoting what you do for restaurants, but also really promoting your culture. So you can tell mm -hmm. how much as as leaders, as founders, you care probably I would say equally for your customers and your employees. At least that's you know how it shows in all the different things that you communicate. And I love for that sure. you were telling me, you know, when you were getting together with the team, you called it I think a family reunion, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. we're getting together and and you showed I, I saw photos and how much I like the team grew. And so tell me a little bit about that. I mean it's 
you've recruited, I know out of the people both you and I know, some of the best and brightest. And I always yeah. love seeing those updates. I'm like, oh my gosh, this person's a top menu and this person's a top menu. And I'm delighted and not all at all surprised um, that you're building that kind of employee base. So I, I would love for you to tell me a little bit. I know I was not only reading about your values, but that's another thing you guys are just fabulous about celebrating. And I saw, you know, your your specific values were act like an owner, make others shine, which so near and dear to my heart, <laughs> raise the bar and high confidence, low ego. Um, can you tell me a little bit about like how you came up with these, why they're important? How do you celebrate them? Like, I, again, I just love yeah. all of your passion for your customers. But then when I was, you know, when I was introducing you, the, when I met you, I knew your love for all of your people and your teams mm -hmm. first. And so if you can tell me a little bit about your, your values, your inter internal culture, how you run that internal machine to have some that really incredible business, it's an outcome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, why the values are so good is because I didn't make them up. <laughs> like I didn't come up with them. And we try, we did a few exercises, especially when we talked to investors early on, they'd, they'd give us some exercises and it's like, oh, try to, you know, tell us about your values and this and that. We we just, you know, we made some things up and, and the truth is what's awesome about our values is that they came from the team. And so um, we have a brilliant head of talent, Anna Bruns, who I'd love for you to meet, by the way, I was just yeah. meeting with her before this and, and definitely going to connect you guys. Um, she came in a little over a year and a half ago, so right in the middle of COVID. Um, and, and, and right when we had made the turn from, are we going to make it, you know, what's going to happen to restaurants, what's going to happen to us to, oh, now we're accelerating, you know, now uh, restaurants are moving from, we're kind of a port in a storm. It's like they're spending so much money on all these other things, but they can't turn off digital right now with us. They can make their whole digital experience better, better communicate with their, you know, customers. Are we open? Do we have family meals? You know, all that stuff. Um, and, and, and so we were, we, we knew we were going to be okay, you know, at least in the short term. And she joined us right then. And, and yeah, we started to grow the team. And one of the first things she did was just survey the whole company, you know, and, and really dig in and say, Hey, what do you love about pop menu? Like what, what was it that brought you here and what keeps you here? And so she took all of that data and, and she basically took, you know, these, these, uh, the similar responses and bucketed them. And it turned out to be really four, four things that people, loved about pop menu. And that's what, and then she just described them in that very simple way, which really fits our space, you know, and, and, and it yeah. really fits like, you don't need a bunch of corporate speak. And if you go into restaurants and, and, uh, you know, not just restaurants, but SMB, small business owners, if you go in and you have this crazy, like flowery language and super complex, it's like, who are you trying to impress? Like be direct, use plain language, you know? And, yeah. and so I just, I love that that was surfaced from our team. And it wasn't yeah. like, hey, it wasn't really aspirational at this point. It wasn't like, here's who we hope to be. It's like, well, who are we? And so I think yeah, that that's yeah. maybe it's almost like naming a baby after you get to know them <laughs> a little bit, you know? And that's like, oh, that really matches their personality instead of like, why is that guy a Tony? Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I think that's actually an interesting consideration for a company's starting, you know, it's like, can you wait? before you, you can, you can aspire to some yeah. values, but can you wait and start to see like, well, what actually happens yeah. and then, and then just describe it. And so I thought, I think, first of all, I'll give so much credit to Anna for, for taking such a methodical approach, but then credit to the team, you know, it's just, we together built this culture that we then described through these values. And what's awesome is 
again, credit to Anna that we use these values to, to, to preserve the culture as we scale. And so she actually turned those into interview questions and screeners to try and understand, hey, you might be fantastic at sales or you might be a tremendous engineer, but do you make others shine? Like, like for instance, you know, when you talk about your past projects, is it all about you or are you talking about how great the team was in addition? And so I think that whole really organic way we capture the values and then the, the real intentional way we use them to kind of make sure we're screening out people who don't fit is I've never seen anything like it. And it's been really, really effective. Part of that shows in our engagement scores, part of that shows in our like high performance, uh, you know, retention is, is really, really strong. Yeah. Well, I love that approach and I'll, I'll definitely have to talk with her more because I think one, what you were saying is that, it shows really who you are. So you guys, when you were already running the company, founded the company, if that was important to people and that's why they were there is because it was happening already. It was just maybe mm -hmm. subconscious to you. You didn't name totally. it, you didn't write it on a wall, you didn't, but that's who you wanted to be. Maybe you, you didn't even know, but that's how you were acting. And so for companies to do an exercise around well, what's my real culture today? Even the ones that maybe yeah. already define their values, but to open it up in the way you did and say, who are we really? And how proud are we of who we are? And if we are, that's amazing. Or, you know, especially now after COVID, organizations have had to make tough choices. They're reevaluating what do they do in the future? And I think now is a good time to take that step back and say, are we living up to who we are? What really defines us? Do we love what defines us? Or would we like to actively reshape it? But yeah. until we know how people are experiencing being here, it's hard to make changes and reshape because maybe we're just at this aspirational stage versus understanding the real reality where we are and what can that gap be? So I, I love that approach and I love thinking, you know, how you're bringing people in and understanding that because that now actually brings me to the, to the other areas that, I mean, especially in the restaurant business, but everywhere, recruitment is a challenge. I was talking to mm -hmm. Rosemary recently, actually, mm -hmm. and she was telling me, you know, recruiters are even hard to find. And I was like, really? Oh, like, some of the hardest to find, yeah. Like, and that, that was never the case, like a while ago, you know, when we were working mm -hmm. in talent acquisition, like recruiters are phenomenal and important, but I would not say that was necessarily a recruiter shortage. So I do think that telling that story externally and then staying true to who you really are is so key um, at this point in time. And so yeah, for sure. um, one of the things actually, and this is I, this question prompted me. So I was mentioning to you that as, um, as a part of this show, we always go out and we survey the workforce and some things that are important to them. And in one of the, the data points that you are on a released, I saw just how proud your people are working for you. I think it was actually something like 98% if I'm remembering correctly. And so I thought, wow, that's really outstanding. Is this something that's really important to people? And it is. And of mm -hmm. course, it's not important to everyone because you have people that just go in and say, I need a paycheck or I'll settle for something now. Um, but over 80% of people say it's really important for them for the org, you know, the <laughs> that they're proud of the organization they work for. So all this work that you're all doing, I think really aligns. Like you don't measure pride, I think as often as maybe we should in engagement. <laughs> it's, you know, how productive you are and how, but like when you tell yeah. people who you work for, like when you were describing pop menu, you uh, you could tell like how much you love what you do, how much you love the or organization you built. And actually before you and I talked, I looked at all the amazing videos that you guys have online. 
-hmm. about the variety of your employees talking about why they love working there too. So I thought um, this was something really outstanding that you, you're really putting that in all of the DNA of your company and everything that you do, you're making sure that your people are really proud. They're number one, et cetera. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like this, this stat to me is like, Hey, hey, nothing great was ever done without enthusiasm. I 100% believe that (laughs) if you're not proud, you're not enthusiastic. And, And for me, if it's not important to you to be proud of your company, you should be somewhere else. Like this is really, really hard doing any startup is hard doing a startup that's software for, for SMB of any kind is hard. Add in that it's restaurants who are the busiest people in the world and most challenging jobs in the world. And it's just super hard. And so if you're not excited about it and if you're not proud about it, you're just going to get worn down, you know? And, 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 you know, I think part of being proud is also just like understanding that you can make a difference and you are making a difference, you know? And I, I do think that make others shine is not just about our team. It's about our clients, you know, and, and we get incredible, we have an incredible feedback loop with our clients. And so we actually have a channel in Slack. That's all just like, great things that that clients have said about us you know and when they come in and they're like uh like i'll get emotional <laughs> like they'll come in and they're you know hey we wouldn't have made it through covid without you and yeah. we went through this challenge and you helped us grow this and this and that it's just like how can you not get excited about that and if you're not excited about that you should go do something else you know and so i i also think that that's a very telling you know it's a telling stat where it's like if you're in a place where 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 the the engagement is high and people are very proud to to work there, I mean, you need to find like-minded people because the rest will drag it down, you know. And I, I do yeah. think it's not about it's not about groupthink; it's about like just a, a collective. Hey, just in general, we're positive. In general, we want to make a difference. In general, we love that we're able to make a difference. All those things add yeah. up, and so it's funny because I don't think it's just about like values, and and it's not just about um, yeah, putting putting uh, values on a piece of paper or digitally, or it's not just heaping praise on people in Slack, you know, which we do every single day, every win gets celebrated, you know, whether it's a a sale or a launch or a tee up from our SDRs, you know, who set up an appointment, everybody just gets, gets celebrated. That's not all there is. We're also like actually really helping. We actually have a product that helps and, and, and all I like, I think all of that kind of feeds on itself to make people really excited about a job. So it's, yeah, it's definitely not just, hey, we 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 had these great kind of HR ideas and they're playing out. It's also like the business has to work, you know, and, and you have to be yeah. helping. And, it, and it's just a different deal when you're when you are sure that what you're doing is helping. I mean, it's yeah. a it's a whole different deal than like, especially, if, you know, big corporate jobs. You can be really disconnected from the end product and the end user and the impact on their life. And I just find that to be like super hard to. I prefer smaller organizations. I just, it's just, you can keep kind of the, the, this kind of mentality versus just being so disconnected from everything. Yeah. Well, I, I totally get what you're saying. And I think in some ways for large organizations, it's possible, but you have to work even harder at it because you have so many people and depending on somebody's role, like you said, they, they could see themselves as a part of this whole but then but then you understand the whole like you lose sight of it and i had yeah, to show the next true. stat because as you were talking i was like oh my goodness yeah. this 100 <laughs> like supports everything yeah. you're saying so we also asked people how important is it that their leaders fully embody the culture of the company they work for and i mean everything again everything that you said and not only what you said but how you said it i think so perfectly aligns with your belief and what you do as a business and your belief for what you do for your people. And I think 
it's interesting, like one of the things in, in my job I'm studying now is leadership and the different traits and the things that are maybe, you know, a little bit different than what we've just traditionally looked at. That's more transactional, looking at how inclusive somebody is and the grit mm -hmm. and um, their emotional intelligence and their empathy towards others. And so oftentimes I'm, I was also talking to my friend about these leadership paradoxes and that, you know, a lot of people like in a leadership position, you need to be a strategic thinker but then you also need to be able to execute really well. And oftentimes that's not really the same person. Like you get one mm -hmm. for one and one for the other. And so I think when it comes to leaders, maybe not everybody has that passion. Maybe not everybody has like the eloquence or, you know, that you just shared, but it's important to have some people who have it and make them really visible because those are your champions for the company. Maybe not everybody can do for it sure. to the same degree, but if you look up and if you're part of something, and the people that are working on the vision, the people like you that are saying, we're building a business that's really going to make a difference and you're so important. There's nothing better that a person can hear than that to get like, I even yeah. thinking about it, I get goosebumps. Like when you wake up in the morning and, and you, you, I mean, we keep saying like, you're in the restaurant business, like it mm -hmm. has been hit so hard, but you guys found a thing that you believed in and you persevered. And every day you have more and more people joining and everyone that I've talked to that I've known has been just been like so in love um, with what you're doing and in love with like how things are, you know, unfolding. And so um, with all of that, I'm looking at the time and oh my gosh, <laughs> we still have time, but I'm like, oh, I need to focus myself. Um, so again, when we think about the time now and the challenges in the market, but also the great opportunities. Like what are, when you talk to your team, when you talk to all of, all of your people, like what are, what are the, you know, some of the reasons people join pop menu? Like what is the promise? What is the promise for their career? What is the promise for their impact? Like what kind of conversations do you have, you know, to get so many people to want to come and like what it's going to do like for their day to day and for their career? Yeah, I, that's a great question. I, I, I think, you know, it's going to be different for, for each company, you know, like, like some, like with, like we would never bring on someone who is like brilliantly talented at, at a specific, you know, uh, area of the business, but what was a jerk, you know, it was just obvious and it was just all about them. And, and, but some companies want that and just only care about the skill, you know, and they only care about, well, just black and white, what are you bringing to the business? And so I think it's different based on, you know, what kind of company are you? And, and like this kind of company really requires everybody to, to be thinking positively and, and thinking, you know, forward. Um, if you are, if you're not that way, it just doesn't work. Um, yeah. And so the conversations we have, I mean, we're trying to find those people who are like-minded. Like, yeah. like I met with our recruiters actually at the family reunion, just, just to talk about like, well, how did I recruit when, when I was doing all the hiring, you know, and, and how, how, you know, how do we sell the dream? And it was like, Hey, if you didn't get excited about it, like there's a visceral excitement. Like we've all been to restaurants and, and a lot of people take food pictures. I take that. And, and if you don't get excited about, wow, we can, we can take something that like I really enjoy doing as a person and I can help that business that's behind it. Like if you don't get excited about that, there's really nothing to talk about because if you're not excited, then whether you're in CX or whether you're in sales or whatever, you're just the people around you are not going to be excited. You're going to, you're going to be a, a, a dampener on it. So I, I just think like, I mean, starting with that, that leadership thing. I mean, if you're not, if you're not, if your leader isn't displaying, and I've been in this situation before, if your leader is not displaying the values that they're banging, you know, banging on the desk on and telling you you need to live, then 
it's instant lack of credibility. It's instantly like, well, you don't, you know, like if it's, if it's high confidence, low ego, and I come in and it's just all about me and this and that, it's like, well, well, that was bullshit. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen to this guy and I'm not going to follow any of the other values, you know? And so uh, they, you know, I, I really think the leaders have to, like, I can't believe that 7% of people don't really care, you know, maybe they don't, <laughs> but, but if, yeah. if, 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 if we could find out that someone didn't care whether or not their leaders follow the values, it'd be like, okay, work somewhere else because it's not, like everybody's all in here. You know, the, the big opportunity, I think it's an amazing time in that you could hide a lot about yourself as a company in the past and you could make up whatever you wanted. We all know Enron's values were, not quite followed <laughs> and they were, you know, they were like accountability, integrity, this and that. And then they were anything, but, um, but yeah. they could hide it. Right. And so the big opportunity now is I really think many, many people are seeking much more than a paycheck out of their job because they can, because there's so much choice out there. They can go any number of directions with their career. It's easier to start a company. Now it's easier to join a startup. Like there's so many different ways you can go besides just, you know, getting in line for this giant corporate, you know, conglomerate and just, and just taking a paycheck. And so I think the, the big opportunity is for people to actually do what they love throughout their career at, at a much higher rate than, than ever before. And to cut through whatever uh, story a company is telling and find out well, what is the real truth, you know, and, and yeah. all of that information is out there. You can find it. And, and so I think that's an incredible, like that information asymmetry that used to be there where the company knew a bunch of stuff that the candidate didn't, that's over. And so it's such mm -hmm. an awesome opportunity to actually be able to know, well, who are you really, you know, and does that match up with me? And that just gives you the chance to have just way more engaged, like, like work, work life, yeah. you know, for, for lack of a better, you know, uh, uh, description of it. It's just like, that was not the case, you know, 20, 25 years ago where it was just like, you had a job ad and then you had an interview and that was the end of the story. You just kind of had to believe what was mm -hmm. being said. Now it's like, I can really find out, you know, whether that's connecting with people on LinkedIn, whether that's watching all these videos, you know, whether that's seeing what clients have said about a company, you know, there's just so much more information out there. And so I think that's an incredible advantage that workers have now. It's also an incredible advantage for companies to also you know, understand, Hey, what kind of person is going to make the most sense for this company in this space? And how do we, mm -hmm. you know, uh, not just make up a story about it, but how do we tell our story in a way that resonates with the kind of people that we want? So I just think that whole information, you know, rebalancing is, is so good for everybody, you know, except for companies that really lied, you know, made things <laughs> up and got people to work there by telling stories. Yeah, well, and the thing with that is that for better or worse, it just wastes everybody's time because yeah. now that could happen and someone's going to come and say, oh, wait a minute, like this is not yeah. what I was expecting, bye. Um, and I think yeah. that's happening at an increasing rate. It's not like, gotcha, and now we're yeah. in this forever. Um, and then they'll go and, and put that on, on Glassdoor in different places and say, hey, stay away from this. This is a lie, yeah. you know, and so you, you, can't, yeah. you can't hide. You can't, not for long. <laughs> you can't, yeah. can't fool well, everybody all the time. Yeah. And I think to me, I, I don't think this is an easy challenge to solve, but it was also thinking like you guys built a company and, you know, it's been a few years, but you got to build it from the ground up and what you wanted it to be. And you continue to measure and you continue to make sure, which is so important. But there are companies out there that have been around for a long time and maybe they're looking and they're like, I don't know if I love who I am today. Um, yeah. And it doesn't mean like just like in a human, you can change. 
I think that transparency is important. So instead of trying to attract someone and be like, hey, like we all care about each other and we're going to make you shine and that doesn't happen. I think there are a lot of people who do want to make a difference. And so being candid mm -hmm. with someone and saying, listen, um, we, you know, we understand what's going on inside our organization and we don't particularly love it. And we want to change that. And we want you to be a part of that change. And it might not be easy, but today, I, you know, I was thinking like, because it, it is unfortunate, it has happened. Not every organization mm -hmm. is who they want to be, but this, with this movement of talent that's happening at a higher rate than ever before, if done right, they can probably in a transparent way, attract people to say, we need to change. We want you to be a part of that. We need you <laughs> to mm -hmm. make that happen and understand who do they have in their organization? Because a lot of times over time, you still might make bad hires. You'll have people inside your company that either were a great fit at one point and either the company changed or they changed, or maybe we're just not a great fit, but for whatever reason stayed. So how do you evaluate? How do you do like, I think we talk a lot about on the individual level that's soul searching and what is it that I want in life? Like COVID made us all rethink and say, what is it? What is it personally? What is it professionally? You know, life can change in an instant. Who am I really? And what do I really want to do? And I think it could be interesting for organizations to do something similar. And again, you don't wake up one day and it's just like, Oh, I'm this new person. It takes time. But I think in that sense, for organizations that do want to invest in that, I think now is probably better time than ever. Because to your point, it, it's interesting how still sometimes we think about happiness at work and loving what you do and being so passionate about it, in some ways being a luxury. Like that's crazy. Mm. Like yeah. most people need to work to survive. Most organizations need people to survive. And why can't we just match up? I guess it's still sometimes I think I've I've never used a dating app, but I've heard people have success. I've heard people have really bad failures. Like, why can't it just be better? So, like, I think yeah. there's still, I think this great experiment can happen um, now. Both it's going to be incredible for people, and it could be really incredible for organizations to kind of grow into what they want to be. Yeah, I mean, what you're describing is so hard. Like, I can't. <laughs> it's so much easier to build it from scratch. Like, and we've been part of companies before that's like, well, we got we we lost our way. How do we get back? Well, there's so many egos in the way and there's so yeah. many, um, you know, there's so many reasons not to that. It's just, yeah. it, it's unlikely that most uh, companies who would want to do something like that actually could pull it off, but it's definitely, you're right. It's the time. Like if you're going to want to make wholesale change and say, Hey, maybe we're not this kind of company, maybe we're that it's, there's never been a better time. And, and the truth is I think people, people respect that, that the striving, you know, the thing you can't do yeah. is not strive. Like if you are, yeah. if you realize that you're off track and you're trying to make change, I think most people understand that's really hard and some will want to participate yeah. in that. Um, but, but yeah, that's a, that's uh, a, it's a problem I would love to no. tackle you know, yeah. as, as an executive. <laughs> it's a big one. And again, like you're saying, like, there's not, um every organization is different and who you attract is different and what like there's still 24 percent of people that were saying like i don't need to be incredibly proud of the organization i work for but 80 percent were saying that it is really important and so maybe for companies that say hey this is just really hard it's not something we're up for you just need to understand your talent pool is going to be a lot smaller so it's like you need yeah. to in some ways you're picking your battles either recruitment is going to be really difficult or change is going to be really difficult you pick your difficult and you go down that path but I don't know. Nothing worth doing is ever easy, right? That's the that's what I tell myself. Whatever. <laughs> you know? I, I don't think anything's easy. I, 
I can't remember anything ever being easy. <laughs> Definitely not anything worth doing. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think that um, that that whole idea of hey, we're going to change who we are. I mean, it happens, you know, all the time. Um, and you do have more tools to make it happen now, and people will appreciate the sincerity. But I think it's also still about being genuine and saying, hey, listen, this isn't going to be a thing that you love. I mean, there are some. One great thing about our company is so simple. Everybody goes to restaurants. Everybody's looked at menus. Everybody's looked at food pictures. You know, whether you take them or not. And and so it's really easy for people to understand. There are a lot of businesses that are I can't you know I could never understand it. You probably have to work there five years to really understand it, and that's okay. Yeah. And you can say, hey, listen, you're not gonna be able to tell your friends and family about this. You know, you're, <laughs> they're not gonna understand it. But look, you're gonna make a lot of money, and it's actually important. And and here's how you still have to be realistic about that and be straight up about it. And I think people respect that because there are people like you. You showed the chart. There are people who don't care whether they're yeah. proud at all or super proud of their company. And it's like, yeah, they have, they have other things going on in their life. And that's, that's awesome too, but make sure you're matching up, you know, make sure you're at a company yeah. where it's like, yeah, yeah. You might not be proud of working here, but you're going to get a great check and you're going to have, you know, a lot of money for retirement. You're going to have maybe time for your family or what, whatever. There, there's just so many different reasons why people, you know, why people work and, and, yeah. and there's so many different things they're looking for out of it. And it's like, you can't, Hey, we, we have a bunch of candidates who it's crazy to me. They, they don't end up joining us, you know? And I'm like, that's, that's weird. I just feel like, uh, why wouldn't you want to? It's like, well, it's not for everybody. You know, not everybody yeah. wants to be like, you know, Hey, Tony just made a sale. Let's all, you know, get fired up and make a big deal out of it. Some people are like, so what? He made a sale. That's his job, you know? And so yeah. I think there's, there's room for all of that. You know, it's not just, Oh, you can only have a raw, raw culture and that's the only way anything could ever get done. For me and in this space and for our team and for our clients, that has to be there. But for many, many other things, it's like, yeah, there's there there, there are lots of reasons to, to work and just be real about it. And, and you'll yeah. have a better chance of matching up with the right people for the organization. Yeah, absolutely. So we're just about out of time. I'll ask you one more thing before we okay. say our goodbyes for today. Um, just as we're wrapping up 2021, it's been just a shit show of a year again, to say the least, for many reasons. And going to 2022, um, again, I, I love what you guys are doing. I think you're definitely a company to admire. We work with a lot of organizations that are around your size, either you know growing quickly or hoping to grow quickly and really looking at their employees, their culture um, as a really important strategic part of their business, what would be your one piece of advice for somebody that's, you know, wrapping up this year, going into next year? Um, again, it's a fast growing business, it's a business that so far has attracted really good talent. Like if they're one thing, like make sure you do this or do more of this or do less of this, or we found this that really surprises any, any words of wisdom that come to <laughs> mind. But I don't know how wise it'll be. I'll tell you what I'm telling myself is like, Hey, this year, like, We've had a great year. We're very, very fortunate, you know, and, and we continue to grow um, despite really challenging circumstances, especially for our, our client base. It's got to get easier, <laughs> like maybe not immediately next year. But but, you know, it, it's just I feel like so many things have been just a little bit harder or a lot harder, you know, than than usual. And it's been that way for a while. And it just my belief is, hey, listen, we just keep grinding, we keep going and we keep um, thinking that, hey, it, it will get easier. And then when those times do come, because we've been through such tough times, it's like going to feel 
it's going to feel like, oh, wow, I just got some free sales, you know, and I just got some free candidates. I just got this and that because I didn't have to work so hard to get them. And so I just think that whole idea of you just keep thinking the lights at the end of the tunnel, you know, and, and, and um, that, Hey, things will get easier. I think most people need to hear that. I need to hear that, you know, Hey, that's, it's not going to be so hard to do every single bit of the business. Um, I think that's coming, you know, and I think all of us having gone through this perseverance, all of us having gone through this adversity at the same time um, will make us so much more appreciative. Even things just getting kind of back to normal, whatever that is, is going to feel amazing, you know, when it happens. And so it's coming. I think that's, that's, that's the, whatever wisdom I have is that. I may, I may just like replay these like last like couple minutes, like every morning. It's like the hope, the optimism, I think that we all need right now. Like, okay, yes, like, no, it'll just come like, Oh, just keep grinding, keep doing this. And I, I do think all of us need to hear that. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. So thank you. Yeah. I think that was really, it's better than the alternative, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like Shawshank Redemption. You get busy living or get busy dying. Either say, Hey, it's going to get better. You're not going to sit around all day saying this is going to get way worse and yeah, things are going to get harder. Like even no. if that was true, you can't just say that. So I totally agree. It's one thing we could like, right. It's our mindset that we got. Generally, yep. we have a control over that. So on the up and up, Brendan, yep. thank you. It's been such a pleasure talking Thanks for having you. me. So good to see you. Uh, oh, it was amazing to see you too. Um, I'll keep watching you guys do the incredible things. And again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for all the words of wisdom to our listeners. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoy this episode and we'll, See you all again soon. Thank you, Brendan. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Bye.